almost a month. Okay. And welcome, Hoosier fans, to another episode of Doing the Work, the first show on the Back Home Network dedicated to covering Indiana women's basketball. I'm your host tonight, Kathy Amos, and joined by my co-host, Jeff Marlowe. Also, we are joined by a very special guest, Lenny Holmes, who is the dad to Mackenzie Holmes on the women's basketball team. But before we jump into our conversation with Lenny, I do want to give our Hoosier Proud banner moment. And Jeff and Lenny, for me, I'm going to go back to just a couple of days ago when the team returned from their trip for, to Greece. Uh, we, we talked about this trip to Greece that was coming up before uh, they went and about how important it was for the team and for the program. It's been about six years in sport, since the program has done an international trip with Coach Morin, and so this was very important for them to do. There's almost no downsides to it as long as we avoid injuries. Shout out to Sarah. Hopefully she's doing all right with her knee. But it gave us a chance to see a little bit of the team. The, the games were broadcast live. We actually got to see a lot of team camaraderie. And um, a lot of the parents got to go along and, and visit with them as well and see them play. So I'm sure we'll hear a lot more about that trip here tonight. So with that, that is our Hoosier Proud banner moment for tonight. And as always, our Hoosier Proud banner moment is brought to you by Homefield Apparel. Homefield is constantly releasing new schools or updating their product lines of existing schools in their lines. So you're bound to find something for you or anyone in your life that loves great collegiate gear. In fact, they are starting to release bomber jackets. The Indiana bomber jacket was a huge hit earlier this year, and they're now doing that for several other schools. They just released Iowa State here not too long ago, and more schools will be released over the, <clears throat> excuse me, over the upcoming year. So not only do you get great quality apparel, but you're also supporting an Indiana-based business that has its roots in the Kelly School of Business. So go to homefieldapparel.com and use your promo code HOME, H-O-M-E, to get 15% off your entire first order. Again, that promo code is HOME for 15% off, and the website is homefieldapparel.com. Wear one for the team. Okay, so just some quick um, other headlines since our last show. It's been a while. Um, Paige Beckers, for those of you who have heard of Paige, is going to be playing for UConn this upcoming season. She has battled some injuries, but it seems that she's back on the mend and is ex expected to play. Um, Iowa, from down in my neck of the woods, has announced they have sold out every home game with season tickets. That means they've sold 15,000 season ticket holders to every game, and they will not be selling season tickets. Um, the other thing that I will be selling, are, sing, sorry, Kat, they won't single, be selling single deal. Yes. Or any more season tickets for that True. matter. But yes, <laughs> so they are selling no more tickets. All the season tickets have taken their seats. Um, the other cool thing that the Iowa women are doing is a crossover event where they're actually going to play a, ba a basketball game in Kinnick Stadium in the football um, in the football arena, and they're expecting to sell around 70,000 tickets for that game. 
Um, for us back here at the Hoosier Ticket Project, if you haven't um, today or in the midst of their second annual giving blitz. So if you haven't given, I would highly encourage you to go out and go to the Hoosier Ticket Project's website and just hit that donate button. They make the process very easy um, and really encourage everyone. And then last on the Indiana front, Avery Howe, who is a 5'11 wing out of Boise, Idaho, and a four-star recruit. She's ranked number 45 overall in the class of 2024, has announced that IU is in her final five schools. So depending on who decides to come back for that 2024-25 season, this 24 class could look pretty fairly large compared to the last few years. Um, Jeff, anything you want to add to those Hoosier headlines? Well, I just want to add in here, Kathy, I'm sure people are like, why are we talking about UConn and Iowa on doing the work? I'm just the opinion that those are things that are good for women's basketball in general. And I think we ought to celebrate that. Just like this show, as you were, we were kind of talking off air, we started this show to celebrate women, IU women's basketball. And they're a big part of that discussion now. But I think those are things that if you're really a women's basketball fan, you're really excited about because that grows the game. And, and anytime you can get somebody back like that, like Paige Beckers, or you see what Iowa's doing in terms of their season ticket sales. But also, again, we want to mention, you know, who's your ticket project we just had them on the last time we were you know with our last show such great people i want to make sure that if you can you know don't forget you can either donate to them or if you have unused ticket you know you're not going to use tickets you can donate the actual ticket to them as well yeah yeah how about you lenny before we jump into some of the your background and well, questions hope, any of those headlines stick out that you want to touch on i just hope iowa saves some seats for us parents this year uh, <laughs> Last year, they had us in the farthest you could get away from the court. So uh, I'm hoping this year they might get us a little bit closer to the court where where we make that trip because it is an electric atmosphere out there, though. Just like, you know, no question, just like uh, Assembly Hall and what happens there with our women. When when you're out there, it's kind of neat, um, as you say, grow the game and and talk about women's sports. Uh, You're going into the den when you go over there to play. That's for sure. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah, I was at that game too last year, Lenny. So <laughs> I was right there uh, up in the corner, nosebleeds, uh, cheering along alongside you guys. So, well, good. Um, good. So um, I was just going to give a quick, quick overview, Lenny, of what you've already shared with Jeff and I for our, our um, audience, but feel free to add on to any of this too. So for those of you who might know, but, um, Lenny is again, the the father of McKenzie Holmes. Um, he is um out in Maine, and he's been involved in Maine basketball in some sort of capacity since the early 80s. He was a player in high school and in college. He coached varsity basketball for the boys for seven years. He took one of his two teams, which I'd like to hear more about this later, um, in in two vans out to Indiana in the summer of 1992 to one of Bob Bob Knight's team camps. Um, And he got his first glimpse then of the passion that maybe a little bit of passion that Indiana basketball fans exhibit. (laughs) So yeah, hopefully we'll touch more on that later. Um, He then moved on to an assistant coach, uh, assistant college coaching in the late nineties. He got involved with AAU basketball also around that time and has been running all the AAU and club events in Maine since 1998. So very impressive. (laughs) And lastly, um, on the list that you gave us, you coached Maine elite boys junior teams. And while doing that, um, the kids got old enough to start playing. You stopped coaching others so that you could be around for all of your kids' journeys. That's awesome. That's about it. Yeah. Good rap. <laughs> so, Thanks. Lenny, I'll ask you kind of a question we didn't have on our list, but being the, a former coach, do you miss it? Are there times when you miss the actual coaching? I know you're watching McKenzie and stuff, but are there times when you miss it? Oh, yeah. I've said to people many times it was the greatest job I ever had. 
Um, I'm still in touch with those kids. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. we, we, they, they still call it. It's funny. One sent me an email the other day and it, it starts with, Hey coach, you know, mm-hmm. and and I think that's anybody who's done coaching and really um, passionate about it and loved it. You know, that still being called coach 30 years later is just a good feeling. Uh, and so, yeah, I, I do miss it. I've even joked that I'm, you know, once this journey's done here, whenever it might end, uh, that I might just kind of dip my toes back into the water and uh, and do it again for a few more years because it, yeah. it was passion. It was actually like it's what I thought I was going to do for my you know that's what when I got out of college and I went into education so I could coach. <laughs> you know that's what I wanted to do <laughs> like a lot of guys. Uh, but you know, past took me different ways. But uh, yeah, without question, miss it, loved it, and uh, honored to uh, to have it when my players say still refer to me as coach. It's a good mm-hmm. feeling. Yeah, that's great. So maybe right off of that, might as well start off. Why don't you share your story with us about Bob Knight? Okay. <laughs> so we decided um, in the early nineties, I was, you know, I was in a program rebuilding. I, I just that um, my first year coaching there, I won as many games as they did the previous three years combined, but that was only three wins. So, <laughs> so <laughs> still cumbersome. That is cool. I, That's still, cool. You, I, you got to move that part out if I wanted to. Yeah. <laughs> so we got in vans and we drove out um, to Indiana. I just thought, what a great experience. Let's let's do this. Um, so made the trek, and there were there were there's two stories that kind of stood out to me from from with Coach Knight. Um, I don't know if you remember the movie uh, Blue Chip. Uh, which Keel yep. Neal and, oh, yeah. and that was being filmed at the time. So he was coming okay. back and forth um, and he would have an each night after um, the sessions were done, he would have like a coaching of all the coaches into the cafeteria. Uh, he'd bring in food and, um, and, and, you know, he'd go over stuff. Well, he was running late one day. So we were in there and there was a bunch, they brought in some pizza for everybody. So, but it was all just cheese pizza. So, and, and I'll give you the G rated version. So, <laughs> no, you have to on this show. <laughs> yeah. so Coach Knight walks in, you know, probably about half hour late from traveling for the movie and stuff. He looks around, looks around at the cheese pizzas, and he's like, "Are you laughing, kidding me? I've got all these coaches all across America coming to me, and we can't have one pepperoni pizza. All we can have is cheese pizza. Are you, you know, and going on? And literally, I mean, this is what was the part that kind of." made me chuckle you saw five guys gone like yeah <laughs> they're going to get that rant. <laughs> he had yeah. five guys they were gone and a half hour later there was a bunch of pepperoni pizzas for everybody <laughs> so it kind of gave me a little glimpse of like well uh, when he spoke people moved um uh and, and and in there there was i mean he was wonderful mind for basketball there were so many little things he would detail he talked about but then he told another story that I, I find really funny, and I'll share it. Um, and you may have heard this at some point. Um, he was the only Big Ten coach that actually taught a class. Mm-hmm. Uh, so mm-hmm. he taught a coaching class, and he, and he was very proud of the fact that he was the only Big Ten coach that did that. And he, and he said, so listen, I start every one of my classes, first day there, they're all athletes in this big auditorium, and I say to him, how many of you – have a coach that you didn't like sometime in your life. How many of you had a coach you didn't like? And he'd said, you know, a few would go hands up and then a couple more than said pretty much. He goes, before it was all done, every kid and they had their hand up that they had a coach at some point in their life. They didn't like, and he said, and I look at him and I said, guess what? We don't like all you little bastards either. 
I've heard that a version of that one. He's also got a version of that kind of where you know, you, if you thought you had something, then like if you had somebody hard, you know, if you if a guy person a coach you didn't like, then write down like who who you thought really was you know pushed you the most and got the most out of it. And nine times out of ten, it would be the and same that, person. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that was wonderful. It was it was a good time. And again, as you mentioned, it's it kind of I mean. And I know you've heard maybe Kenzie talk about this before, but Maine has a lot, a real passion for basketball too. It, it really, you know, it's like obviously not the size of Indiana and the athletic ability of the players and all those things, but it's got a, you know, a really deep tradition. Um, and so when we get out there to see that passion, and it, it really kind of, you know, when this whole recruiting process started later on, and, and Indiana came came calling, you know, I shared those stories where they're like, you know you love the passion in Maine. You're, you're talking about a place that is very similar into how they feel about basketball and probably at another, even another level. So that, that kind of was what, you know, happened. It started during that, that recruiting process, which is so long ago now, it's hard to believe. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So Jeff, do you want to. Yeah. I'm going to follow up because that was one of our questions yeah. we had. How yep. did you and your wife, you know, how did you handle the recruiting process? Was it, were you, you know, were you actively involved or did you kind of let Mackenzie take the lead? And then she came to you and was like, I've got it down to two or three, you know, how, talk to us a little bit about the recruiting process for you guys. Yeah. So we, we, Mackenzie started the recruiting, you know, the hardest part if you're from Maine is obviously being seen by somebody, right? Because it's right. just, you know, you've yeah. got to get on those. Yeah. You got to get on those courts. You got to be where those play, those, those coaches are. Uh, and so locally she had some, you know, her freshman year, she had some, some offers, some D one offers. And, you know, we sat and talked and her, her club coach was, was very in tune to this. He had, he had the, their program, the firecrackers program at that time had had several division one players come through. So he had those, those connections with the coaches. Um, but for McKenzie, you know, it really took off, um, you know, the beginning of that junior year uh, uh, when the coaches can make official contact. Um, you know, she quickly, it went, you know, from here to here, um, with different coaches calling and, and, and her really trying to figure out, you know, I'm, I'm one of these people who want to like mathematically figure. So I'm like, okay, we have a rating system. How important to you is a campus? How important to you is a club day? You know, and we're going to rate each school, but she's like, dad, please. And so I, sell that. I keep thinking I should sell that someday because it was a pretty good system. I, I did something similar when my son was going through his process to pick a school. So I made him fill out a grid. Same yeah. thing. Yep. So the big things for her was she wanted, she wanted to be on a campus. So she didn't want to be in the city, you know, that she wanted a real campus atmosphere. She wanted to be at a school that had a chance to play in the, in the NCAA tournament. Uh, and then she wanted a school where she thought, you know, she was going to be able to contribute right away. She wanted to play. Um, she wasn't um, terribly, you know, interested in, you know, like a stretch school where maybe you're on the bench, maybe you're not. She wanted some type of feeling that, yeah, this, this program wants me. I'm going to play. They got a chance to get to the NCAAs. So she um, came up with a list of five schools. And I told her, I these were during the, before she could do official visits. And she really, really wanted to, uh, make her decision before that club season between her junior and senior year. She wanted to relax and just enjoy that mm -hmm. last yeah. stretch with her friends who she'd played with for all those years. Um, so I said, give me the five schools, five or six schools, and we'll go visit. We'll arrange for unofficial visits. We'll come see those schools. Um, and so Indiana was one. Iowa State was one. 
uh, Dayton at the time was one, uh, a couple others. Um, and we went on the visits. Um, and, and Indiana was the first visit. Uh, and I felt like afterwards, why am I spending money on all these other visits? Because <laughs> it, you could just tell, good visit. you yeah. know, that it was, it went well and the connection was there. Uh, but I, it, you know, and I understood she had to, hadn't seen a lot of other, anything else that had to go through that process. Um, it was a, a funny story on that. Our first trip here and it, you're kind of naive, you know what I mean? You're going through this process for the first time and we fly into Indianapolis and we're, we're traveling and the traffic between Indianapolis was, oh. before all that construction was, <laughs> yeah. you guys know what I'm talking about. Yeah, 37. <laughs> and it was like wall to wall traffic and, and we're supposed to be there at a certain time. She's like panicking, like, because she's a kid who's like, she's a coach's kid, right? If I'm supposed to be somewhere, I'm there a half hour early, uh, you know, being on time and, and she's panicking and we're calling rat, you know, coach Weir's but we're sorry, we're late. We're sorry. And he's like, relax, relax. We're actually recruiting you, you know, <laughs> and so learning through that, that process of, we showed up probably like two hours before we could get, you know, the traffic was just unbelievable. And it was like a Friday, uh, Friday afternoon, like five o'clock or six o'clock. It was just brutal. Um, so that's what happened. You know, we went through that process. Um, and then we did our last visit and, um, Mackenzie, we were in a mall parking lot and uh, Mackenzie said, I made up my mind. And she goes, and I said, okay, well, give coach Moore a call. And uh, <laughs> gave coach Moore a call right in the, and we have it actually on recording when she's talking to her saying, I, I want to come to Indiana. And uh, That's awesome. that was that. I, I want to kind of stay, I want to kind of stay with this real quick. So I, I'm yep, going to butt in here too. quick. Just um, was there something that happened? Was there anything, did, uh, was there a growth spurt or was there something in McKenzie's game that all of a sudden kind of came together that got her some more attention besides playing the club ball? And then also with that, um, what were your impressions of, you know, was it one of those you talk about the process was you, you took the IU visit first. I always feel like sometimes like my, I've got two daughters who have gone off to school. My son's a senior in high school. Now I always felt like with them, they always, the first campus they saw was everything compared to them. Did you, did, did you get a little of that with McKenzie? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, your first question there, it was, it was, she just made a commitment. She was always good and, and very talented and, and, and just did things like, you know, different, you know, you could just tell as, as a guy who's with, you know, around the sport, it was like, okay, that's different. You know, the ability to take contact, finish, all these other things that in her hands, I mean, you know, as you know, big girls in particular and, and not trying to discredit hands are a lot of them just don't have great hands and yeah. she just could catch everything all the time. But her, you know, I credit her, her coach in, in her AAU program. Like he just, again, Mackenzie's a pleaser. And I know coach Moore has mentioned this a lot. She just committed to getting in shape and she committed to running hard all the time. And I think that's what caught so many coaches' eyes was like the number of times she was beating people up the floor. It's not because she's faster. It's just because she's running hard every single time. Um, and there's, you know, you don't have to be the fastest if you decide that every time you're going to run the hardest um, because other players, eventually you wear them down and they their mentality isn't that mentality. Um, so I think that was really what started drawing the eyes. And the other thing is, you know, she, she was, we would play top competition and she would really shine. Um, and, and I, you know, her first big offer was from coach Fenley out to Iowa state mm -hmm. uh, where he saw her once in a game in her sophomore near the end of her sophomore year. And 
we were playing one of those teams on a main court and they, you know, they weren't there to see us. Um, but McKenzie was fantastic. And he called right away. Like the next got done on Sunday, he called Monday and said, well, I know I'm offering you a scholarship. You're going to be offered a scholarship player at Iowa state. Um, so that happened. Um, and so that was the, you know, th that part of the process was really her dedicating herself. And I think you guys have seen that over the years at IU. Yep. It's that same mentality, that same mindset for her. Um, if she had not, um, if she had not like chosen Indiana and, and obviously she has no regrets for that decision. Um, <laughs> she had a huge junior after her junior year into her senior year. She had a huge summer there. Uh, we played some big teams, players top 10 in the country, and she just, you know, dominated uh, some of these players. And I, I uh, Sydney Parrish's dad, of course, mm -hmm. uh, he, he he coaches those those same top teams mm -hmm. in Indiana. And so that he was at a tournament. We played a team called the Philly Bells, uh, and they had a top 10 big girl on their team. Um, and he told me the story after. It was really funny because, we you know, now I got to meet him last year, great guy, and we, we talked, and he said, he goes, I went up to Red afterwards. He goes, damn, you got a good one. <laughs> He's like, you got a good one. You you guys got one there. And uh, so, yeah, that was that was kind of that part. I, I'm sorry, I don't recall the second part of your question. <laughs> but I, just about the comparison. But I think, you know, I think you kind of answered it while you were going through there about, you know, you went to IU first, then everything after that kind of got compared to IU, it sounds like. A hundred percent. Yeah, it, no, no question about it. I mean, just the only thing about IU that I I – you know, I wanted to make sure they really had at that time, you could see the track, you know what I mean? You could yeah. see where they had been building, going from here to here to here. Um, and, you know, and I said, you know, I think you've got what you want there and that, that NCAA and that, and that thing. And, and a, uh, a fan base, you know, to me, and I probably shouldn't say this, but I thought the fan base was a little slow coming on board to Indiana women's basketball, to be quite mm -hmm. honest. With you. No, you're right. You're right. <laughs> Yeah, I think it was waiting for success. Yes, it was. It was not that it That's should have, but it just it was. Good way to put it. It just it, it was it, it wanted something to believe in. And that's what Coach Morin and the kids like McKenzie have finally given the family. Yeah. And you see what's happened since you've given them something to believe in. Yeah. Yeah. I thought after the Elite Eight year, I, we would have saw a, a bigger bump. Mm. I, yeah. I really did. I thought, you know, and it wasn't bad. Don't get me wrong here. I, just, I was waiting for what we had like last year. I would, I usually try to sit in the stands down by the, by the floor. Yeah. Uh, and there'd be times I turn around and look and I go, I can't believe this. <laughs> right. This is unbelievable to see the, the support was just so unbelievable. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think it's there for a while now. Hard. I think it's, it's, it's over the hump now it's gone. It's yes. taken off. Yeah. Yeah, I think we've seen that. I know we're we're not to the the Iowa level we talked at the beginning with season tickets, but you know they still have had record season ticket sales. They actually have assigned seating now, paying for parking. We're yeah. seeing a lot of those things that is showing that the growth we've seen in the fan base hopefully is now sustainable um, as well. So, um, was there one thing though, um, Lenny, that the IU staff, maybe Coach Morin, said on the visit or pitch that really sealed the deal, or what was was there one deciding factor, or was it more of a whole package kind of thing that that it, it, led McKenzie to us. It was a whole package, but I'll tell you one of the things I thought Indiana did better than anybody. And I, I give um, Coach Red kind mm -hmm. of he was very good about also recruiting the families. Like he made the whole family feel comfortable. He made my son Cameron, who you know who went out the IU, graduated from there, and was a, a practice player for three years mm -hmm. and really helped the program out. But he he made a point to reach out to all of us. The, you know. 
uh, me, Mackenzie's mom, uh, everyone. He just, he did a really good job of, and, and it was sincere. It wasn't like I'm staging this. It was like, Hey, no, you guys are part of this whole process too. And, you know, and how about those Patriots, you know, and, and you know, different things, making connections uh, to our region and our area. He came up, you know, saw her up in mass. And then, um, and of course, coach Morin, you know, is kind of, is, is the closer, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you set all those things up and, and coach Morin, you know, came up and visited. I mean, she flew into Portland, Maine for a club practice, you know, and, and flew in, watched the practice I was running with the girls and then flew back out and flew back down. So they made it clear that they were really serious. Um, but, and you hear that from the recruits too. And it's, it's, it's the truth. They, it, it is that if you're looking for that kind of family yep. bringing mm-hmm. you all in, it, it's, it's legit. It really is yeah. legit. And it's, it, it's how they built it. Um, you know, that one stepping stone at a time, getting those players who commit, um, who want that type of type of uh, atmosphere. Yeah, we definitely have heard that in interviews that we've done as well as interviews we've read or listened to with other players uh, that have been in the program or even the incoming freshmen this this year both said about the family atmosphere. So definitely yeah. a theme we, we hear reoccurring. Um, Jeff, anything else on recruiting or you want to? No, I was going to let you take another question because I took kind of two in a row. So I was going to. (laughs) Yeah. Um, One thing I was kind of curious being out in Maine, um, it's not exactly a quick, you know, one, two hour drive. How do you handle the distance now, um, both you and your wife? um, And having your son Cameron had been there as well. Do you make it? How many games you make it to? You mentioned you look around at the crowd. So clearly you come. So how do you you handle that during the regular season? I'll just say I'm a, a platinum member to two airlines right now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't pay for baggage. <laughs> yeah. I got a lot of upgrades. Uh, you know, I love yeah, that so. answer. <laughs> um, well, yeah, I, I'll tell you a little interesting piece. Um, so uh, myself and um, my wife, uh, Mackenzie's stepmom, um, we actually looked at, because of what you're talking about, we looked at moving to Indiana. Um after when she made that commitment, matter of fact, my, uh, my wife uh, had a job offer. I was a finalist for a, a job as a uh, assistant principal and somewhere up the road there. Um, and then we took a visit and we're like, you know, are we, are we being foolish right now? Or, you know, cause I have all this stuff here. I do. Right. And I'm like, okay, right. let's, let's get our heads around. How many of these games can we actually see? Cause it was really, really important to me to be part of the process. Um, to be there for her. And, and it's not the same when you watch it on TV. It's just not. Nope. Um, and so uh, just really made a commitment, uh, you know, which I'm just many of the times because of my, what I do for work outside of the, the thing is I'm a director of an alternative education school and they're really good. They, if I need a Friday off. So this year, those Thursday, Thursday night, Sunday games were awesome. Cause I would fly out. I'd get out around one or two o'clock, fly right out, shoot over to the, to the games and then stay through till Sunday. Um, I was at 22 games this year, I think. Wow. Um, so I, and that's been pretty much general 19 to 20, 21 games a year. Uh, the ones I, the only ones I really don't get to are the weekday games at Wisconsin. Uh, <laughs> I'm not making that trip. Um, yep. Especially in like <laughs> January. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, the uh, the Big Ten is pretty 
cool because it, it seems like they schedule the bigger games on the weekend for the most part. Mm-hmm. A lot of the, you know, when they play the Iowa's or oh, they play the Michigan's I, or Ohio I, state, um, they try to schedule it at a time where, you know, it's doable for us. So uh, it really just made that commitment to, I'm going to go, I'm going to, I'm going to be part of this process and see it through till the end. And as many as I can get to, we've already booked our tickets to Stanford, uh, to San Francisco. So we're headed out there for that game. Nice. Um yeah, you know, we'll take the red eye back and get up, and, and you'll and you'll miss out the trips to L.A. and uh, Eugene and yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> don't get me started. I think that's just I don't. I don't. Uh, yeah, different conversation for yes, different yes. conversation for sure. Hey, I, I'll follow up with that a little bit on yeah. Kathy's question about that. About you know, so you've obviously Assembly Hall is going to be at the top of the list. All right, you've been to several. You've been to a lot of games on the road. What's the best arena you've been to outside of outside of Simon Scott Assembly Hall? For atmosphere, the way the game went, just you know, win or lose, but what was probably the, your most your your favorite or most enjoyable experience on the road? Yeah, as I mentioned, it's hard to argue with Iowa, even though I don't like their little bowl stadium there. I, I think it's very like blah. Uh, but, but you know, it's interesting, Lenny. That if I'm right, Kathy, isn't that one of those where you walk in at ground floor and everything goes down? Yes, there yes, are yes. Se- there are several gyms like that in Indiana here. You know, yeah, that, you know, you know, high, school high school gyms, gym. high school gyms. Yeah. yeah. So I, I don't think there's a lot of uniqueness to that that place. Um, so uh, although I, I did, um, I mean, I, I, the excitement level there is is just crazy. Mm. Um, just you know, the whole the whole, every game is like. I mean, I remember her freshman year where we ended up losing in overtime uh, out there, mm-hmm. and, and it was just you know, it's just the support's been there and is there. Um, I actually. I liked uh, Minnesota. Uh, I heard I that. that. I thought yeah. that place had a lot of character. It's kind of neat, uh, yeah. yeah. With the raised yeah. floor and the yeah. atmosphere and it's yeah. the history there. Yeah. The history, all that stuff. So I like Minnesota. They're, they're just, I like that old feel. I like that. Yeah. That, that has a little, you know, not uh, looks like everybody else's gym uh, type thing. So I would say, um, even though, um, and at the time when we played Minnesota that year, they were pretty decent too. They had a big girl. I can't remember her name, but anyways, that was, a, I went out there her freshman year and saw that game. I've been to the only ones I have not been to, uh, are Penn state in Wisconsin. Those are the only two okay. gyms I haven't been into. Yeah. Uh, well, maybe so. Wisconsin will be on the weekend and you can get that checked <laughs> yeah. off your, yeah. off your list. You still may not make that trip. To <laughs> <Madison>. <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> yeah. January 10th or something, whatever. Well, maybe it's, uh, yeah. well, too bad. <laughs> the funny thing is my, my son's uh, girlfriend and uh, uh, she's from Wisconsin and she went there. So she's like, she's egging for us to go to the games can be there. She wants us to go there uh, to meet her family and see people. I'm like, "Uh, we'll see. (laughs) Yeah. It's a good incentive. So, Um, so maybe let's transition a little bit to now your time or your time with McKinsey Uh, at Indiana, but it wasn't just McKinsey. You already mentioned your son, Cameron was a practice player. Um, for the team, maybe tell us a little bit more about that process, how that works, um, and kind of your your thoughts. Now you have essentially almost two players or two two children that are involved now with the basketball program. So, well, to hear more Cam about. Cam graduated, um, so he's actually he's made it a little more difficult, but he's still in Bloomington. He um, he's a grad assistant coach at um, Illinois State Women's Basketball oh. Program. So oh. he's this is his second year there. Uh, so Bloomington, normal Illinois, mm. and there's is different Bloomington, <laughs> blown out. Um, so when, when it was going on, it was actually great to be honest with you. When he was there, 
because you know it's two birds with one stone we'd go there and 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 uh, be able to visit with him and and Mackenzie is like I mean she's a she's a uh, dad, I got 10 minutes for you at this time. Then I'm going here. And, and I, I get it. I don't interrupt her. We don't interrupt her schedule um, at all. We understand that, you know, it's, it's really, she just who she is. She's, she's, yep. she's got a program she's on. She's going to eat at a certain time. She's going to bed at a certain time. Um, and I think all, you know, for the most part, great athletes or people who have success, probably a lot of them have that, that discipline in them. Um, so I think the, the hardest part with, with Cam there, he could come home for the summer. Well, you know, the hardest part I found is, um, I mean, we don't get to see her. Mm-hmm. He comes home May for a couple weeks. Then she's back out there all summer, comes home in August for a week. And then, you know, three days at Christmas and, yeah. you know, had it not been for COVID, one of the positives where she had to come home for a couple of months. Right. Like, you know, we, we really very, very rarely does she. Um, and, and the thing about Mackenzie is she wants to be there, you know, and I get it. You know, I want her here dad, I, you know, we love her and we want her around, but for her mind to be relaxed, she has to be in her routines and she has to be doing what she does. Um, so uh, in terms of, now a little diff- more difficult could we fly into indy and you know we spend a day or two one place and we should fly, drive up to bloomington uh, normal and see my son and then fly back drive back down to indy and fly out <laughs> so but yeah you know it's a short time yeah. you know that's what i tell everybody yeah. this is this is really this is the end of it this year yeah. uh, with all the craziness he'll graduate um and he'll be looking for a job somewhere in the profession and uh, yeah. and, you know, hopefully you she'll be playing WNBA travel. somewhere and you'll be yeah. traveling to those games. So, <laughs> and maybe also Europe, you never know how the, women's, Europe, the yeah. professional women's game or works both. because you get some of them who play um, the WNBA season and then they go overseas for the, the winter. So right. hey, um, right. I, I'm going to pick this up from one of our workaholics here. Yeah. Lenny, that's, uh, those are our people who've watched the live YouTube feed here. And, and this comes from sarcastic Mike. Um, is there an area of McKenzie's game that's improved the most or perhaps surprised you that she was able that, that she can do now that maybe you're like, wow, I didn't know she would be able to do that. I would say for me, the jump she's made last year that really made a difference is she slowed herself down. Um, if you, if you want, I think people think of her like as a traditional post who catches and makes a post move, you would be shocked. You know, I, I actually had my son because he came with all those video things. Tell me how many times, how many times she actually shot off the dribble. It was, it was like 82, 83 of her field goals were off the dribble because she was, she got really good at just catching and waiting and mm-hmm. reading what was coming at her and then deciding where she'd oftentimes in the past be, you know, she loves to go to her left hand and she'd catch the ball and she's going to her left hand, you know, read the defense a little bit, but start that move with her left hand. Um, now she's got that counter with her right hand and, and it's odd being a right-handed person, but that was always her weakness was coming mm-hmm. back with that right hand. It was, it was just, wasn't as uh, comfortable. And, and I say that without question, her ability to slow the game down and now also finish right or left very comfortably either way. And I think that's what makes her so hard to be guarded is, you know, you just, she waits, waits. And as soon as you show her what you're going to do defensively, she takes advantage of it. Yeah. High, high basketball IQ. 
mm. for sure. Um, so kind of along that same lines, um, this also came from one of our listeners. In fact, it's from our, our good friend, Ari. Ari is the person behind the scenes that helps us with our podcast. But first, he wanted us to start off with this fun fact in case you didn't know this. But since McKinsey arrived, IU was, or excuse me, since before McKinsey was arrived, IU was only in the top 25 for four weeks total. Since she's been at IU, they've been in the poll all four years, every week. Um, so we weren't sure if you knew that, um, but he wanted to make sure we shared that with you because it's obviously <laughs> something to be very proud of. But from your perspective in those four years, how much influence do you feel that McKinsey has had on that statistic for the program? Well, I, I, I think I'd like to think she's had some influence on it. Um, <laughs> I, I, yeah. Uh, but I think there's a lot of great players in the program, though. Um, yeah. and you can't you can't be a top 25 team without multiple great players. You have to have. I mean, a minimum of three or four who are potential all-conference type players to keep yourself in that top 25. I will say I was more um, more surprised at where they've gotten to in terms of not just top 25. Now we're talking top 10 mm -hmm. on a regular basis. Um, you know, I think that was the dream when, when, when she went there. It was like, could we get to that point where we could actually – you know, seriously talk about, are we a national championship contender? Are, are you know, not, are we a sweet 16 contender? And, and I think they're at that point now where on any given night, um, I, I just, I firmly believe they could beat anybody in the country. Um, you know, they, things got to come together. Things got to go right. Things can't go wrong like they did last year in the right. round of 32. Um, yeah. You know, and but they have to go right. So, yeah, I, I mean, she's had an influence, but, you know, you're, you're talking multitudes of great players have come through the program in the last four or five years that all contributed to those to that statistic. Yeah. I'm going to wrap this back around to kind of to being at games and you as a former coach, I got a feeling this plays a big role in it, but our friends, Richie and Joel tell us that you love the refs. Absolutely. It's so never we're, we're, supposed to, we're supposed to ask you about that. Yes. <laughs> um, so you, have you ever got, has, have you ever gotten a big 10 ref to kind of look at you and be like, that's enough. Uh, yeah, maybe once or twice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing your job then. Nice uh, job. <laughs> I'm always willing to give them help. That's what they don't understand. Yeah, just, just help. help. That's great. That's a great way to put it. I'm just helping. <laughs> it never worked. It never worked when I said that as a coach, by the way. I'm just trying to help. <laughs> I do say this. I always try to make it not about them, about, but about the call. So I, I so one of those coaching things I learned. Uh, I don't say you I say that call <laughs> so that I'm, I'm trying to depersonalize the, the, that goes back to coaching. When I coach, mm -hmm. I, yeah. I, I, people will tell you, I, I am a very, was always a very emotional, like competitive, maybe too, a little too emotional at times, mm -hmm. but I, I, I didn't get one technical my last five years of coaching and people go, no freaking way. And I go, well, <laughs> the one thing I didn't know is when to shut up. I, I, my favorite, my favorite, when you ever do this one as a dad, you ever like, you know, the one official, man, you're doing such a great job, but that guy over there is really killing you. Yeah, I, I, I've used that a couple of times. Right <laughs> me, oh, hey, can you help him out? Can yes, you, come on, yes. you can't help him out, would you? <laughs> I love it. All right. Well, 
Um, moving to something a little more in the um, just near past, tell us about the grief strip. I think we'd be very remiss if we we walked away from this conversation not hearing your insights as a parent, as a basketball observer. What takeaways did you have from that trip? Well, it was, I mean, first of all, if any of you are thinking to go to Greece, I highly endorse it. It was fantastic. It's beautiful. The people are great. They're, you know, I, I joke with everyone, you know, us, the ugly Americans who can only speak one language. They're very okay with that. They're, they're willing to help you. You know, they're speaking eight languages and we're speaking English and they're very happy to be nice to you about it. It's a beautiful area. But it was really, I think, you know, the whole point of it was, you know, to put a, a team that even though, you have a lot of returners already. You do have new bodies. You do have new people. And it's just a, I mean, it was a glorious way for them to get to know each other a little bit better, learn more about, I mean, as you all know, if you've ever gone on a long trip with somebody, you know, 10 days, you learn a lot about people. Like you can fake it for a night. You can't fake it for 10 days. So uh, I think they, it was, they had that opportunity to build the basketball, you know, quite honest, the teams they played were, you know, if you guys watch, did you guys watch? I, I, watched, I watched some highlights. Yeah. 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 They were not good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And McKenzie didn't even, didn't play in either game, right? No, McKenzie, they, yeah. they made the decision. And it was funny. Coach Morin uh, came up to, to us right before the first game and stood. He goes, you know, I'm not playing it, right? <laughs> like, yes, coach, we know. <laughs> yeah. And, and we were By cool. Way, with it. How I did mean, she feel about that? Mackenzie's a competitor. Mackenzie loves yep. to play. Mm. Yeah. Um, so yeah. we saw the, I saw the girls camps where she was blocking all the little girls. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Yeah. Oh, she does. She does that up here too. When she runs her little camps up here, she gets a, yeah. she gets a kick out of uh, those kids and then whacking them. <laughs> but, um, no, she, I think going into it, she was really wanting to play. Um, uh, but when coach said no, um, I think one of the great things about Mackenzie is, you know, she she is going to she's not going behind her coach's back. She's not ever coach says that. And maybe it's because, you know, her mother was a coach. I'm a coach uh, and grew up in a coaching family and talking about having those conversations. Um, coach says it. Coach says it. OK, must be for the best. You know, this is for the for the best of me. That's why we're not going to do it. So uh, she accepted it. Um, and, and knew, I mean, even though she'd been playing, you know, she'd been playing full court with the girls and, you know, doing all those things. I think, I think just the mere thought of if, what if something happened, how stupid would this look, uh, yeah. that she was on the court over there against, I mean, like competition that is, Not I'm sure there are high school girls teams in Indiana better than the teams they played. So. And with that, Lenny, I just kind of, I'll build off of that. You know, you're talking about the games. Um, and again, not the competition they'll see here. And it's, it was August on a trip in Greece, but I, and I'm not asking you to give away any secrets that you would have saw, or maybe <laughs> you, because you you get information, but what did you think watching the two, the two new freshmen and the transfer? How did you feel like they kind of meshed in with the group? Yeah, I think they meshed well. Um, I think, um, you know, it, with freshmen, I think confidence is always a big thing. Like you, you, you now are into a new arena with new people. You're no longer the only big fish in the, in the sea. Um, you're, you're, you know, you're now just, you're, 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 you're like, you're one of the minions again. You're, you're back there, the minnows swimming around. So I, I think for the two freshmen and, and not going into details about who won, I, I think, you know, confidence wise, if they both stay very confident, they can contribute and help. 
there's no question in my mind. Um, they both do really good things. They both have a good IQ for the sport. Um, you know, and that's what I'm watching. Like I'm, I'm not watching, you know, that they score or not or whatever that I'm watching. Did they make the right pass? Mm. Did they mm-hmm. see what was coming? Did they take the shot on correctly or was there another pass could have been made? You know, those little things, um, uh, are, are parts that you, you kind of watch and, and they both are really, really bright kids with talent. Um, it'll just really come down to two things, the physicality uh, of the, of the sport at the big 10 level. Uh, once they start playing those games, getting their bodies ready for that and then staying confident and, and understanding, you know, you're not going to come in and play 30 minutes, right? You know, there's too many people ahead of you. You've got to use the most of those, whatever minutes you get, You've got to you've got to be able to produce and produce confidently, and and that's what will help you grow. Um, Shanice, uh, I think will again, you know, she's very athletic, got up and down the court fast. Uh, I think you know the, the hard part to tell is size wise, right? Because they weren't playing anyone with size, right? Um, so uh, you know, she, she she's she's not a uh, you know a six four post player. So you know, she's again in in our in this league. Um, that she's in, that, that'll be the question mark. You know, you know, how does she fit when she has to defend those bigger kids mm-hmm. that are in the league? And, and so, but uh, certainly works extremely hard, runs the floor hard, does those type of things as well. Yeah. So again, if you don't want to answer this fine, but just for our fan base, is there one player in particular you think that we should definitely pay attention to that might make a big leap from last year coming into this this coming season? It's boy, it's it's really hard. I I, I think, you know, I, I'm a fan of Lexi, um, yeah. and I, I think she has some skills and some athleticism, uh, understanding of the sport. Um, so I think if you say a, a jump, I would say you know, considering where you know she didn't get a ton of minutes last year, I would think that she's got. There's more minutes there for her this year. Yeah. Um, I actually think Sarah's going to have a huge year. Um, and that's the other person I think, um, her comfort, I don't think she ever got comfortable last year. Um, and on this trip, the one thing I said to several people was she just looks so much more comfortable now. Um, and so much more at ease and, 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 you know, shooters, you want your shooters, they gotta be relaxed. They gotta, they gotta be at ease. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I see her as another one who I, I would be really, okay. would not be surprised at all to see her have. Numbers more like she she had um, at Minnesota. At Minnesota, yeah. I, 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 did you see the video of her and I think it was Lene on the Jets? Yeah, that was awesome. I, yeah, that, that was to, to me that kind of what you're saying. There was just kind of a relaxedness there. And again, I'm not around the program like you are, but it just seemed like last year it was almost like she was try, at times she was trying too hard. You know that yeah. she felt like she had to prove she belonged on this team. Right. Yeah. And, and it was and, it was hard. You know because you know, she went from being a volume shooter, right? Right. And now you're, you're, you're not getting that volume anymore. So you got to adjust your game and then just, just never, she would have obviously great games, um, mm-hmm. but you know, just never looked like relaxed. Like, yeah. you know, I know what you're saying. Yeah. And I, I, I see that. I saw that on the trip in her and, and, and I, I really think that she, I think the other girls are all going to do well and play well. But I, if you're asking for people, I think might take a step. She's the other one who I think might. Yep. I would be surprised if she was, she didn't average double figures. Good. Uh, a couple of quick questions for you, Lane. We'll try and let get you out of here. And uh, yep. Kathy, I'll let you take one here. Um, 
Sure. So maybe we'll cover off the one that we got here from Jeff Grigsby. Uh -huh, yes. yes. He says okay, you'll so, get a he says this will bring a smile to your face. Yes. He's he wants to know who is your favorite former player, Pat Moody or Darren Elder? And <laughs> or Tyler Graves is also an acceptable answer. <laughs> so we're these must be former uh, players of yours. <laughs> yes, they all are. Yeah. <laughs> I don't play favorites. Okay, I love them all. <laughs> so there you go. There's your answer. Uh, they're all great kids. They all played a lot of years for me. So, uh, yeah. anyway, so every one of them I love. And Lenny, I, I guess the last question I'll have for you, and we may still end up with another follow-up <laughs> or two, but um, you're in a unique perspective. And you're our first parent that we've had. We've interviewed a couple of players. I, did the, I, I had a, a show with Grace Berger a couple of years ago where I interviewed Grace, got to know her a little bit and, and such. But you're the first parent we've really had a chance to talk to. Is there one thing or, any, or maybe something that you really want our listeners to understand about being the parent of a Division I athlete? And what um, would it be? I'm not sure if it's limited to division one athlete. Maybe, you know, for me, it's that, you know, sometimes we might be a little irrational because we see the work they do. You know what I mean? And it's, you know, I have oftentimes will have somebody say, ah, oh, you must be so proud of Mackenzie's accomplishments and, and that, you know, and in, in, in essence, of course we are right. You know, yes, that's, but you know, I, I'm more proud of For me, what gets me happy is that everything she's put into it, is now bearing fruition, right? So she has put in an incredible amount of work. This is a kid who just doesn't cheat it. Um, and sometimes, that you know, you're as a parent, you're so vested in your child and, and what they do and and wanting them to do well. You know, there are times that sometimes you don't think rationally because you're just so darn invested in that kid and wanting things to be good for them. You know, it's it's not so much you want to see the team win. Uh, and you, you, but you want them to have success because you know what they've done and you want them to be happy. And, you know, the only way they're going to be happy is if they do win. So, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's that kind of, you know, what, you know, the, what comes first, right. The, um, in, in those instances, I think that's the part the one part people understand is that we see what they put into it. We see the, 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 all the work and hard work. So sometimes we're, we're, we're yelling or we're, we're saying things that you may look at and go, what the hell's wrong with you? Uh, it's just an emotion for our kid because we want them to get that. I mean, I can't tell you if, you know, it's off top kind of, a, I can't tell you what it was like after that Miami game last year. I mean, it was, I, I, I literally felt like I was in, and, and you may say, all right, nobody died. Right. I've heard that. Everybody, nobody died. I really felt like, like I was in mourning for a week or two. It's just like, sure. I can't believe it ended. I can't believe that happened. The, the burgers were not going to be with them again. And all these other things, there's, so much you invest together as a group of, you know, as parents that when it, when it comes to an end, you just, you know, you just look at each other. Oh, wow. I can't believe it's right. over. And it was so abrupt. Yeah. It, oh. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't what we were expecting. And, you know, Jeff and I had a, the, we did a live podcast right after the game and that was a tough one for us. And we don't, we don't know the women. Right. And so I can't imagine what it's like, not just knowing, but having one of your children have to go through that and, and knowing, you know, anytime your child is hurting, you can't do anything for them. That that's just heart wrenching as a parent. So I, I mean, can only imagine about that floor, you know, looking at Mackenzie uh, you know, on that post-conference and watching her. I mean, you're just like, Oh God. And yeah. I, I will add this um, to a, a very bad twist to the Greece trip. The Miami women's team was at the same uh, place <laughs> we were at in Greece for the final, final four days, the same uh, oh. hotel resort. 
So we had to walk around and look at them for three days. So just, uh, <laughs> that was the worst part of the degree strip. <laughs> That's ironic for you. Well, well, maybe let's switch and let's end on maybe a happy note if you have one. Um, do you have any funny, um, either Coach Morin or anyone from the coaching staff, any funny stories that you can share with us from the past four years, maybe from this trip, whatever, that really sticks out to you and says, you know, this is this kind of example of the kind of personality that the coaches bring to to the teams not so much a funny story but um something that stood out with me is um last year when uh kenzie was one of the wooden award finalists um and so we went out to the la athletic club and and to be honest with you like most of the conversations for us as parents happen with the assistants and i purposely like coach morin is coach morin she's the head coach and i am i i feel like you know i'll talk to assistants i don't need to be talking to her um but we just had a like we had a moment out there where we just talked and we're like, can you believe this? And she looked at me like, can you believe your girl is standing here doing this? And I like that, that girl who, who, who couldn't get to say two words her first month on campus is now out here, you know, as a wooden award final. And it was just a really sweet moment um, to have with coach uh, more in, in, in terms of seeing how much, that meant to her, you know, you don't really know, mm -hmm. but that meant to her in personally, it wasn't just about wins and losses. And, and you saw how she reacted to Grace Berger being drafted, right? A similar type experience that, that, that really stayed with me. Like, you know, cause it, at times you don't know, cause we don't talk, you know, we don't, you don't, the, the head coach is the head coach and, and you don't want to be bothering them, but that was a real nice moment. And, 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 and I really appreciated her you know, looking at me and going, can you believe this? You know, I'm like, no, I really can't. <laughs> well, awesome. Jeff, any other last minute questions? If not, we can start. No, I, I, I just thoroughly have enjoyed this episode yeah. with Lenny. Oh, yeah. So a couple you. of comments. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Thanks for reaching out to us. It's a pleasure to have you on. So a couple comments from uh, other listeners coming in right now. So um, one is from, uh, from our, um, <laughs> from our good friend, Joel, he, evidently you guys sit next to each other at the game. So he just wanted to tell us hi and to keep yelling travel anytime uh, we play Miami again um, <laughs> at the reps. And then also, I think this is just a nice note from Brian Whitaker. And I think uh, everyone can say, just thank you for sharing your daughter with Hoosier nation. It, it, she's been a joy to watch the last four years and everyone's just ecstatic to have her back. So thank you for allowing her to travel away from Maine and really, you know, choose her own path. And, um, we've, we've been just, it's been, it's been amazing watching her and her growth the last four years. So thank you for being her dad. So, um, any last words, Lenny, that you want to share with our listeners before um, I kind of talk about what's next for our show? No, no, just keep, you know, keep coming to the games. They, uh, they, they love it. The, the players love it. The more people there, I think no question that place is becoming a real tough place to visit. And uh, so everybody just keep coming and keep cheering. Yep. Absolutely. I second that. So cool. All right. Well, up next for us, our program notes are, we don't have an exact date for the doing the work um, uh, next episode. There is a lot of uh, travel and things going on in September that um, we might be a little bit absent again here, but uh, just watch our Twitter accounts. Um, you can search for doing the work out on Twitter if you don't follow us already, or if you're in the private community, we'll, um, we'll post it there once we, we have our next date. Um, on the men's side, the assembly call will be doing their normal show tomorrow on 
and at their normal time. So make sure you check them out. Um, and the next time we do have a show, if you would like to also join the live chat and be able to interact with whomever we uh, we uh, con to get on with us in the evenings here during the summer, um, going into the fall, please join us at youtube.com slash assembly call, where you can subscribe to our YouTube channel and then follow along live. Um, you can also find us at assemblycall.com slash community, where you can find out about joining that private community where we talk Indiana women's basketball, men's basketball, and dabble a little bit in some of the other sports that um, Indiana has as well. A special thanks to John Ringer of Riggs Design. He designed our logo that you can see here on the podcast if you're watching on YouTube or if you see us on um, Twitter, or I guess X now. I don't know that I'm going to call it that. I can't get that out of my head. So, um, But a big thank you to Bob Thompson for our new music that you heard earlier in the broadcast. And most of all, thank you all for listening. Thank you especially, um, Lenny, for coming on. It's been a very enjoyable conversation with you. Um, wish you the best as you go into your final year of watching um, – um, your your daughter play basketball. It's going to be very emotional, I'm quite sure. So good luck handling all of that. And again, appreciate you coming on. No problem. Cool. And again, we'll talk to you in probably a, a couple weeks or so. But until then, keep your elbow in, your eyes on the rim, and let's go Hoosiers. All right. Thanks, Lee. I really appreciate it. We appreciate it. I shouldn't say I, but you, you know, we, yeah. you, we were the ones talking, but um, just love to have you back sometime. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you what, you know what I, we didn't even talk about, I forgot was, um, are we still alive? I see that thing. We yeah, were we're still alive. Bring it up. Uh, that, um, this is kind of our post game. The, uh, yeah. Are you going to Maine for our game this year, November 30th? Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. I, so I've, I've started. Yeah. Um, and again, I'm, I'm one of those guys who organizes stuff. So I, I put out a, a thing about if you want to be in the Indiana group section, the Mackenzie Holmes fan section. Mm -hmm. And right now I've got about all, close to 900 tickets. I'm wow. For wow. That's great. Oh, that's it's going to be a wonderful, wonderful evening. Uh, yeah. So many people up here are so excited to have Indiana come and then to have Mackenzie play, you know, right in her backyard a court where she's won a gold ball and won state championships. And yeah. Uh, and so that's uh, that that is going to be, I, I think, you know, one of the highlights of the, of the whole season, especially for her. She she was so excited when she she called me like she found out at like seven thirty. She called me like one minute afterwards. Dad, you're not going to believe it. We're coming to Maine. I go, what? Where are you playing? We're playing in Portland. We're playing across. So but you know, Coach Morin's done a pretty good job of that. Yeah. Of, it seems like of trying to get games where some of her seniors to get them back towards home. Yeah, yeah. We, yeah. we, we you know she did the Quinnipiac game two years ago. Yeah. Yep. And I thought, well, that was, that was that it. That was going to be yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so this one came right out of the, like, uh, right out of the blue. Yeah. yeah. And I, I know the main coach that I, so I, I got in con contact with her and thanked hey, coach Vashon. Great coach up there. I and mean, she does wonderful things with the main program. Um, and she was just like, Hey, this is just great for women's basketball. So when you were saying that, yeah. that, that stood in my mind, she's like, this is just great for women's basketball in New England. You know, we're going to have, we're going to sell out 6,000 people are going to be there. And, and it's great for our program. We get people eyes on our program. We get to kind of salute a, a, a player from the state who's done stuff. No one else has ever done. Yeah. Um, so it was really cool about it too. So that's so pretty fun. How far are you would going, you well, go ahead, I'm sorry. sorry. 
I was just going to ask, are you planning to go down to Florida as well to the games yeah. over Thanksgiving? Yeah. Yeah. We've got I, might, for that already. I might be going, going to that. I have, we haven't quite decided. So if I do, I'll reach out to you and we can. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, Lenny, since you're kind of a, a, almost a, 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 I'll call you a member here of the of the assembly called doing the work team. There's usually, I don't know, I, I think sometimes for the women's games, they do like a meetup at halftime and take like a group picture and stuff. So you might, you know, we'll try yeah. and keep you in the loop from that. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, you know, uh, and your friend Jeff is saying, can you believe your daughter is now bigger than Cindy Blodgett? So, you know. <laughs> um, so how far are you from the main campus? From the U-Main campus? Yeah. That's like two and a half hours. Okay. Okay. Yeah. They're, they're okay. up in more of the central Northern part of the state. I just right wasn't sure what the travel time was. Yeah. It would have been about two and a half hours. Okay. So I think that's why it was so important. And I, I've heard, I'm not sure, but I, I heard it was kind of coach more and was pretty insistent that it would be down in the, this, this, the port it's called Portland area, Portland, Maine. It's a yeah. great, yeah. Down in this area. Cause that's where, you know, that's where most of the people are. And that's where she grew up playing. I spent a yeah. summer working in Maine at a camp uh, up in Naples, Camp Takahoe. Okay. Which, which <laughs> the guy who owns it, the guy who owned it, had just bought it. Jeff Konigsberg was his name. And uh, then later on, I'm reading in People magazine, and he gets ends up marrying Joan London. Oh, really? <laughs> From Good Morning America fame. It's like, <laughs> yeah. I know that guy. I, you know, I first it was, it was about, you know, Joan London gets married. And I was kind of, kind of flipping there like, I know that guy. I worked for him for a summer. So I know what you're talking about, but I didn't, but I wasn't sure. Again, I kind of lost track of how far it was from that Portland area on up yeah. into the campus. So yeah, that's yeah, great. Definitely. So awesome. Appreciate you well, being good. here. Yeah. No, thanks thank again. You so much. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. It was a lot yeah. of fun. Yeah. yeah. Enjoy all your upgrades on all your travel this year. Yeah. Get them in. <laughs> I was going to say, if she goes overseas, I'll really be styling it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be in yeah. first class with all these points. <laughs> hey, real quick question. I didn't ask him and I'll, I'll throw it in here. I know we said, we're going to let you go, but like when you went on your visit, do you remember who the, who the, like the players were that were hosting her? Um, yeah. Um, Brenna wise was the biggest was, was, yeah. was there. Allie yeah. uh, was there. Um, so those were the two. I mean, Mackenzie's actually going to this weekend, going to Brenna's, uh, wedding uh, up in awesome. Pittsburgh. So, so, you know, they, they, they were really close. Cause uh, her recruiting trip would have been when cut when bus and Cahill were seniors, right? Correct. Yeah. 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 They weren't around much. Uh, okay. We did our first Hoosier stereo that year. Um, you know, and um, so it was, yeah, it was, it was really Brennan alley. Okay. Most of the conversations with them uh, on that trip and, and coach banks was great as well. Um, she was awesome. Uh, you know, during that time with the, with the, all the recruits, all, all the coaches of box, all of them have been fantastic uh, you know, over the years. And, 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 and coach, you know, coach Weir's about rat has kind of been her position coach. Mm -hmm. He's really, yeah, yeah. he's, he's been the one who she's worked with the most over time. Okay. Cool. She's, right. she's actually done. I, I joke with them that she's kind of their closer. I don't know if you noticed when all these recruits, there's usually they put something about well I was talking to Mackenzie, uh, and so <laughs> she she yes. Mackenzie eventually wants to coach. That's what she wants. To Does she really? Okay. Interesting. That's great. Yeah, that's exactly that's that's, great. that's her. I mean, without question, she wants to coach, and um, and she said, you know, she's loved how much she's learned, you know, recruiting kids while she's been there and doing that part of it. But that's that's where her that's where she wants to head, and that's what she wants to do. What's Good. she majoring? Uh, human and health studies, management, something. Gotcha. <laughs> it's a funny yeah. joke because she but, gives me crap all the time that I can't actually say what her major is. 
well, you don't have a plan on using it, so why do I got to learn it? <laughs> why bother learning what it is? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Cool. So. All right, guys. Thank All you right. again, Lenny. We'll yeah, we'll we'll try to talk to you maybe midway through the season or something. Get your take on how things are feeling and and going. Yeah. So sure, great, awesome. See you guys. Love it. Right. Yeah. Bye bye. Yep. Yeah.